We're back. This is episode 226 of the Q&A podcast. My name is Anthony and sitting right across from me via Zoom, as always, my pal De Quincy. Hey, everybody. How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. Better. Much, much better. I was sick for the past couple of days, yeah. which kind of delayed our recording schedule and uh, uh, just my life schedule. <laughs> but <laughs> otherwise, uh, I'm, I'm much better. Oh, man. You? I'm glad to hear it. Um, me, I'm all right. We're already better. We're already doing better on the podcast than we were last time because last time we re- recorded, I accidentally hit the uh, record the cloud button instead of record to uh, this computer. And so when it goes up into the cloud, you got to log into your account. And I don't remember the password for my account. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. So, so uh it was a nice long while for me to get the podcast back after right, right. last time. So, you know, I double check, make sure I hit the right button this time going. Cool. That's good to hear. <laughs> Won't catch me making the same mistake 51 times. Only 50. Right, right. Yeah, we're back. It's been a while. Sorry about that. You know, like I said earlier, life just has a way of taking over. But, um, we're here on a Sunday, the day after WWE Backlash, a super entertaining P- PPL, PLV. Um, PLE. Yeah, PLE, I'm sorry. Yeah. PPE, PLE, <laughs> HMO, MLP, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, a super entertaining um, premium live event. Um, we haven't talked about it yet, so we're just going to talk about it here on this podcast. And then a little bit later on, we're going to talk about the new WWE Heavyweight Championship and get into that. But first, let's just start with Backlash, man. Like, How would you grade it? Man, I would say I, w- I would grade Backlash an A for sure. That was an A show um, with an A crowd. Oh, A plus 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 plus, that crowd all was crazy. Over, all over, across the board, man. That was, um, that was a great show. It was so good that your Seth Rollins match, who's probably the best pure wrestler on the roster, or one of the top five best pure wrestlers on the roster, was your worst match of the night. Um, it was a great card from top to from start to finish. Mm-hmm. And the the Rollins Omos match wasn't terrible. It just wasn't the best match. It was the least of six or seven very good to great matches. Yeah, and even that match, they always like the the Omos uh, thing is like we're in the match. He's going to be super strong. You have to like bring out these hyper moves in in order to beat him. Right. And I enjoy that. Like when he's actually in the ring, they treat him like a problem. Yeah. And that's the only, I think that's the only one I would, uh, 
the only match result I would have changed. I would have had uh, Olaf's win and then like set up the tournament to where Seth has to fight him again and Seth wins in the tournament. Yeah. And um, I could, I the tournament, seen... I'm sorry, the tournament I'm talking about for the, the WWE Heavyweight Championship for people who don't know. That's a situation, that's a scenario where you could have run that match back for the World Heavyweight title. Yeah. Because you're like, I mean, do we, do we want to get into each match, I guess, and start with this one? Um, We can start with every match you want to. Well, I feel like this is a good a good place to start because, it, it, again, it was my least favorite match. Um, and I don't really have a whole lot to say about it mm-hmm. because, I mean, you, you, I mean, I think you hit it on the nail with like the spots that needed, you know, that they needed to execute. Um, they did perfectly. Omos looked dominant. He looked like a monster. Um, he looked unstoppable at times. Um, and Rollins had to find his way, you know, to work around the power and size of this giant. Um, and I agree. I think this would, would have been a great place for Omos to win. Mm-hmm. Rollins can, at this point, take a loss against almost anybody. I mean, he's he's that he's he's that good. Um, his stock is high enough where he could have lost a match, a match that was seemingly put out of you know put together out of nowhere. Well, not seemingly. It was even <laughs> when Seth saw the match, he was like, "Huh." Right. He was like that's, the rest of us. So, yeah, I mean, that's something that you could have run with as well. He wasn't ready for the match. He had little to no time to prepare for a giant. Mm-hmm. Um, and he could afford to, to lose to someone to, like Omas. And then it it elevates Omas. Um, it doesn't leave me questioning where does he go from here? What do you continue to do with him? How do you continue to develop him? Um because he has been around for a while at this point compared to other giants. I mean, he's almost been a fixture on television for almost two years now. If you count the raw underground when he was the bodyguard mm-hmm. at the door for Shane O'Mac. Um, he's been around for a while on television and really hasn't done much on television other than either lose or squash, you know, local wrestlers so i think in that case you could have you he could have won the match and then set it up throughout the tournament and you for the heavyweight title you put omos versus rollins and uh maybe put the title on rollins but then i forgot something that i was that i do want to bring up later about the turn about the title Uh Um, so maybe not but i don't know i feel like he bottom line without getting too far ahead I think he could have won that match and Rollins would have been fine. So this was the match you enjoyed the least. Yeah. And I, me personally, I think the match I enjoyed the least was Rhea Ripley versus Zelina Vega, just for the reason that it went exactly how I thought it was going to go. Sure. Like if you get Rollins versus Omos, like there's a world in which Omos just beats up Seth and he wins and he, he goes on. Like we just said earlier, he wins then loses to him in tournament. The Ripley Vega match, it went exactly as I thought it was going to be like, we're going to get in there. The crowd's going to be crazy for Zelina Vega. She's going to get a little bit of offense in, but 
when push comes to shove, Rhea Ripley's just going to be too big and too strong for her and take her out. And that's exactly sure. what happened. Like There was no way Rhea was going to lose that title after she just won at WrestleMania. No, I mean, the, the writing was on the wall there. I think for me, my thing that I liked about that match was just the energy of the crowd. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was the first of two Puerto Rican, or yeah, three hometown Puerto Rican Puerto Ricans fighting on that card. Um, so the energy that the crowd had behind Zelina, the the entrance she made, the the pomp and circumstance with the the giant Puerto Rican flag on her costume, everything like I thought that was cool. Um, it definitely it, it was a cool moment. Um, the emotion that she brought into the match, just because it was just all over her face, um, definitely kept me in tuned. It kept me interested in a match that you pretty, you, you were 99.99% sure of the outcome. Yeah. And, you know, that was, the, was re- winning, you know, retaining the title. Yeah. And Zelina had a nice moment with the crowd after the match where they gave her a standing ovation. It was great. That was the one match. Like if, if I bet it on wrestling, that's the one I'd put everything on uh, Ripley going at, over. And if I bet on wrestling, I would hope that you would call that number for me. <laughs> that number that they put at the bottom of uh, as a disclaimer, if you have a gambling problem. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my friends over here uh, betting on <laughs> fixed fighting. They'd be like, Sir, we're, <laughs> we're sending the paddy wagon as we speak. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Um, so yeah, um, so those two matches were uh, fine. Other ma- another match I thought was just fine was the Austin Theory Bobby Lashley Bronson rematch. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it. You know, I still have it above those two matches, the first two matches we talked about, just because I like that Theory retained. Um, I think if Bobby and even Bronson, either one of those had had they won the title. Mm-hmm. It would have lessened the match for me just because I am interested. I am curious and to see where, what kind of momentum they, they, you know, add to, to theory where, where does this run take him? Does it elevate him to a main event level that, that those second, those mid card titles are supposed to do, you know, when you hold the United States title, when you hold the intercontinental title, does it elevate you? you know, closer and close. Do you get that much closer and closer to main event level? And he's young enough. He's got the look, he's got the move set, the skill set, not too crazy on the mic. I'm not too crazy about him on the mic, but that's part of, that's part of the journey. That's part of him developing and seeing, you know, where he can take his skill set, you know, from here. Um, Is he, is he going to be near the top or is he going to, you know, crash and burn? Um, and I think the only way you're going to find that out is if you keep the title on him, he keeps thwarting, thwarting opponents. Um, and I liked, I liked that they kept it on him. Um, it wasn't a great, I mean, it wasn't the greatest match, uh, had a couple of cool moments, had a couple of cool spots. It's always great to see big guys like Bronson and, uh, Lashley go at it. Uh, it's good to see theory hang with those guys, not just, just get, you know, knocked out of the way for 10 minutes and then, come up and, and steal the, you know, the win, which I mean, he did in a way, but he was still in the match, like mm-hmm. throughout the, throughout the match. Like he didn't just, 
you know, he got pushed out of the way for momentarily and was able to pick his spot. But, you know, he was involved in the match most of the match. And and that's what you want to see out of the defending title, the defending champion, in my opinion. Yeah. And like for me, I didn't need to see Bobby Lashley win the U.S. title again. Right. We don't need to replay that. Um, Bobby is one of those guys. He should be preparing, uh, you know, to challenge Roman for the Universal WWE Championship, not just holding the U.S. title and being the mid-card guy again. I think there's an interesting story that could have been told with Bronson Reed winning the championship, being a new guy, and just having the unkickoutable finisher. Like, sure. And so they're a really good story for him. But like you said, I don't think they're done with Austin Theory. And they're still building up. Like, they're definitely building him up to be a main a main guy, a guy you can see carrying either the heavyweight champion or the universal champion. Like, that's still, I believe, what the WWE envisions for him in the future. Mm-hmm. So him having the U.S. championship right now and proving it night in, night out, that's in the cards right now. So I wasn't surprised by the decision to keep him uh, for him to retain. And it's fine. Um, man, I'm thinking about this now that that might be the worst match. on him. I love Bobby Lassie. I love Bronson. Big guys just bumping and beating the hell out of each other. But you said the crowd was definitely into the Ripley Vega match. So I might have to bump that one up a little bit and put the triple threat match at the bottom for me. That's fair enough. Yeah. No, that's fair. All right, let's keep going to these matches. We're gonna say, um, let's go to the, the one of the matches you you texted me last night. You weren't really feeling, and that was the the Bloodline versus Matt Riddle, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn. Yeah. Um, first issue they, which was not their fault, but they had to follow up. The should have been final main event match of the night, uh, which we'll get into. Um, so they had, they were in that tough position where they had to really keep the, the crowd engaged. Um, and to their credit, they did. I mean, that all six of those guys are over enough um, to still put on a great match with each other. And that was the thing I, I, I text you is that clearly the chemistry is there between Matt Riddle uh Sammy and KO, mm-hmm. the Usos and Solo Sokoa, like they all clearly work together, work well together. Um, and that's kind of the problem is that we've seen them work well together for a long time now. And for me, I'm just, I'm ready to move on. I'm ready for all of them to move on to something else, to a different story. Um, new challengers for the, the tag champs. Uh, what, you know, what happens next with, with Riddle? Um, continuing the Bloodline storyline. Yeah. Uh, you could separate all three of three of these, uh, the main characters. You know, you could have Kevin Owens and Sammy. They're the, universe, they're the undisputed tag team champions. So they can show up on either show and they can have feuds with any tag team that you want to either show. Say, um, Matt Riddle, he could easily be in the... Um, one of those two triple threats for the um, the uh, heavyweight title Monday night. Well, tonight when this comes out, and then the bloodline. Like we were talking about this during the show. Like the story now is no longer Sami Zayn versus the bloodline. The story that we're moving to right now is the bloodline imploding. 
right. we've we've seen cracks of we've seen you know the beginnings of the story for the last couple of weeks where Roman is calling um Heyman and telling um Solo that it's time to do it and whatever he gets close to doing what he needs to do goddamn Matt Riddle interfere interferes he did it on Monday night a couple of weeks ago and he did it la- uh, last night in the pay per view it was where- it, I mean. It yeah, looks like yeah. Solo's about to take out Jay, Jay twice. And then here comes Matt Riddle once again ruining things that we want to see. The the tension that was continuing to build within the bloodline during that match was the most entertaining and, and intriguing part of the match. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it's different. It's new-ish. Um, there's nothing new about seeing all six of those guys wrestle fantastically against each other i mean it was technically as a from a wrestling match standpoint it was great uh storyline wise like um, yeah it's time to focus on the the implosion mm-hmm. um and i'm gonna i'm gonna say something that i guess might be in the negative or not in the uh the minority but i'm already kind of bored with Sami Zayn and ko as champions and i think the only reason why is because i really like kevin owens as a singles competitor by himself i like seeing him he's a main event guy he's in my opinion i think he is a he there's a reason why he challenged roman reigns to the title and almost won almost two years two years over two years ago now um he is a He's a, he's a main event guy and you need more of those guys and, and win or lose. He's always going to be um, a threat and he's always going to be a, um, a believable threat that like this guy could actually win. He could actually beat somebody for the title. Um, I, I just don't. And, you know, look, the, the moment was great winning the titles at mania, beating the bloodline, coming together and, and overcoming your issues and things like that. It was great and all, but <clears throat> where do you go from there with, with the tag, with the tag team? I don't think uh, now that you're moving on from bloodline, how much longer do we really want to see them, you know, hold those belts? I, I don't. And I, I kind of appreciate Sammy as a solo star himself. I think I just got used to him being the, you know, the, uh, the man on the outside with, with the bloodline, you know, the guy that was trying to, you know, that, that started out as trying to get their attention mm-hmm. and then got their attention and then tried to fit in and then fit in and then was, you know, ultimately ousted. Like that was, that, that was the work of a singles competitor. Um, that was very entertaining. Um, I don't, I don't know. And there's, there's nothing, there's no massive threat for them to overcome as champions. So uh, I don't know. I I could be very much in the minority with that opinion, but that's just kind of how I feel at this point. All all I can say is every time they come out to a crowd, the crowd goes crazy for both of them. Sure. So I would say, Whenever the WWE does things like this, where it puts two um, 
two single superstars and put them as a tag team. I always feel like it's WWE saying you're doing a little bit too much right now. We need you to, instead of putting on these 25 minute barn burners by yourself, maybe you only need to wrestle 15, 12 minutes. Sure. So we're going to put you in the tag team to, to, you know, rest up your body. And then when it's time for you to get hot again, we can, you know, we can either break up the tag team or you two just, go your separate ways without a fight and then we can heat you back up and get you right back into the title contention, which they can do with either one of these guys in an sure. instant. And uh, also like storyline wise, this was like both of these guys couldn't beat Roman Reigns because well of Uso interference. So why don't we take away something from the Usos and get Roman pissed off at them that way when it's time for Roman to have a match and you know he's relying he needs the Usos to come and save his bacon they're not there anymore because of the cracks that we Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens put in the bloodline like them losing this those tag team titles it will eventually lead to the end of the bloodline you there yep all right what's the last thing you heard uh you were talking about Roman oh I don't even remember anymore. I just completely, I looked up and I was like, oh, where's Anthony? He's gone. And my computer had just lost internet. Oh, okay. So, so I don't know what the, I don't even know where it cut off at, but I would say like this, right? Them losing um, Kevin and Sammy beating the Usos for the championship. That's going to be the beginning of the end of the bloodline. Like, that's what you're going to show in the video package when Roman, you know, when he doesn't have the title anymore or when he gets betrayed by his brother, by his cousins, things like that. So I I understand, like, if you're not really feeling the tag team, but they've only really been a tag team for about two months now. Yeah, I know. And part of it is, you know, we've seen them work well together. We've seen what they can do. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think, um, part of it is for, again, for me, there's no real threat where it's like, I'm interested in who's going to take the titles off of them at this point. Cause I don't want to see them face the Usos anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't need that threat of the Usos taking the titles. Like we're, we're ready to move on from that. Yeah, like it's time to focus on the Usos fighting within, you know. Um, uh, the Street Profits, it's another team that we're getting closer and closer. They they're they keep hinting at it more and more, like just, you know, the inevitable Montez going out on his own. Um, and Dawkins, you know, doing his own thing as well, you know. Uh uh, yeah, there's really no other team that I look at that I'm excited about as the next, you know, challenger, threat, whatever you want to call it, to uh, Sammy and KO. But it's not, you know, it's it is what it is. I mean, that's just somebody has to be the champion at this point, and mm-hmm. and you know, they are they're, they're they're definitely worthy of being champions. It's that's not my issue at all. So, you know. My issue with the tiles, like they just need to separate them. 
go back to have one on Raw and one on SmackDown. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's um, that would be the way to go as well. Uh, moving on, let's go to the main event because uh, the other two matches I want to say for that: Cody Rhodes being Brock Lesnar match that took under ten minutes, of course, because that's uh, Brock Lesnar's specialty. Um, he is uh, he's going to give you the damnedest nine minutes and fifteen seconds you can ask for, and like he gets it. paid by the minute, pretty much. Yeah. Um, it like started that. out the way you probably were expecting it to, and uh, the way it probably should have started with Cody attacking him before the bell rang, and and really trying to you know break him down and and uh, weaken the beast. That's yeah. I'll, I gotta say it was a good match. Um, I guess it was just because I wasn't thinking about it. Like the ending of it just surprised me. Sure. Like he just um, Brock gets Cody in the Kamara lock, and then Cody just manages to pin Brock's um, shoulders to the mat for the one, two, three, and it just mm-hmm. kind of came out, out of nowhere. And it's... it was a, it was the kind of win and loss that was good for both. Yeah, because it's well, like Cody, although Brock Cody... Brock is one of those guys like <laughs> Seth Rollins, like l- losses don't mean anything to him. Yeah, but. Um... Like if he like he loses on Saturday, Monday he comes out and puts Cody Rose, you know, through a fucking wall. That loss on right. Saturday means nothing. Yeah, and the thing about Cody is, you know, he's running on the fumes of of passion and you know just desire to avenge that beat down finish his story, you know, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, it's hard to, it, it's still hard to suspend disbelief that this guy is going to pin Brock Lesnar one, two, three in the middle of the ring. So I think that's why you do it this way. You know, you get the surprise pin mm-hmm. where you almost sacrifice your own arm, uh, to get the win, uh, you still get the pin. Um, and Brock, you know, is stunned really more than, than beat. Um, and again, like you said, he, he can, you know, he's definitely in that echelon of taking a loss is no big deal because he's still a draw. He's still a threat. He is still, you know, a force to be reckoned with win or lose and a loss is only going to just make him you know that much more dangerous that much more dangerous that much more unpredictable um and we'll see where this where it goes from here yeah to what you predicted oh yeah they're running this back in saudi arabia i i, I and i agree i think what's going to happen is cody is going to be in one of those triple threat matches um on Monday night, and Brock's gonna come and whip his ass and get up out of here, and they're gonna run it back and and the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. That's <laughs> that's just easy storytelling because you know Brock's gonna be there. He's gonna get his money one way or another. Right, right. Um, 
also, uh, now it's very clear why they put that match on last. Um, in my opinion, at least, it was very clear. Uh, that that uh, blade job that they did. Oh, yeah. Brock was split open. Yeah. Um, I think you save that for the end. I don't think that needs to be happening in the middle of the the show. I think that's the the visual you want to, you know, in the night with is uh, a a a, uh, a wounded Brock Lesnar. And you know, we all heard the saying: a wounded animal is a dangerous animal. Mm-hmm. And also that blade job, man, <laughs> looking like it went a little too deep because it, that was a gusher. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is not stopping. It is all down his face, and it's. It's one of the things like I and I like that WWE does. It's like when blood happens, it's meaningful. It's not like AEW where Dean Ambrose bleeds like every week. Right. Uh, like we only allow it every once in a while. That makes it more impactful when it does happen. Yeah. And when we let certain guys. Yeah. We only let that happen to certain guys. And Brock. Is definitely one of those guys that, uh, you know, they have no problem with with him uh, either bleeding or causing someone to bleed. Yeah, you try to tell him no. Right. I know who's not going to do that. It's not going to be Hunter. He already has heart <laughs> issues. Yeah. You don't want no smoke with him. But yeah, um, that was a good match. Um, and like, it's just the opening silo. Like I said, they're definitely running this back at uh, Midnight Champions, which is like only three weeks away. Yep. Like, I did not know that. So before we uh, started recording, um, I think when we were supposed to do a podcast like last week after they were talking about the um, the new championship and how they were going to uh, uh, crown the champion at Night Champions, I was already like in my head booking a tournament and then, like my tournament was like like a month, a month and a half. And I look up, and say, "Oh, night <laughs> champion is only three weeks after backlash." Yeah. Yep. Like, no wonder they're doing it quick, fast, in a hurry. I no idea it was that that soon. But yeah, oh, yeah, they're definitely going. Like they're going to have some uh, Falls Count Anywhere hardcore match, something in night champions. Mm-hmm. And Cody, I guarantee Cody's the one that's going to be bleeding then. Oh, yeah. Win or lose, he's going to come off as more of a hero, you know, fighting Brock. And it just, like, this this, this entire story right now is the the hard road travel story for Cody Rhodes. Like, you lose the championship, now you got to build yourself back up to take on Roman again and and hopefully win. Mm Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right. Um, so let's get to the last two matches. We're gonna get to the match that this the match it was one A. This was definitely the most wrestling match, and it was Bianca Bear versus EO Sky. And I gotta say that crowd was firmly in EO Sky's uh corner. Yeah, what was that all about? I mean, <laughs> she was the heel going into the match, technically. 
I think that was a respect thing because if you watch EO Sky NXT, you saw how amazing that she was. Mm-hmm. And it's finally like, oh, WWE is finally treating her right. They're trying, they're finally, you know, giving her a championship match and treating her like a big deal. And we'll get to see that in the ring. And boy, how did, did we get to see that in the ring from both of those women? Yeah. Like I said, that was the pure wrestling match of the night. Yeah, I mean, from a wrestling standpoint, definitely the best match on the card. That was um, exciting. It was everything you could ask for. and It was a, it was wrestling at its best. Um, all the false finishes, the, the high spots, the power moves, everything was just like... One, one move where Bianca is lifting EO up with one arm. Yeah. And then that skip, that that flake, that face plant afterwards. Yeah, she couldn't quite get her flipped over, so she. Yeah, I was, it was pretty rough. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, it, I hope she didn't like bust an eye socket because that looked pretty gnarly. Yeah, that was a, gr- a great match. I love the match, and also it tells a story. Like you can say that EO would have won that match if it wasn't for. Um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Becky Lynch. No, Bailey. Oh, uh, Bailey. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I was like, her name's not <laughs> Becky. What the hell is it? Yeah, Bailey holding on to Bianca's be uh, Bianca's braid and the ref catching her, and that basically gave Bianca enough time to recover and hit um, EO with the KOD after that uh, moonsault attempt. Right. And honestly, that's more, like you talk about how the bloodline and Sami Zayn storyline needs to end. I need the damage control Bianca Belair storyline to end as well. Yeah, I mean this is this is the, the way to do it as well. I mean it's gonna it's basically leading to damage control fighting within. Yeah, because they I think everyone in damage the only person that hasn't had an opportunity is um um. What's her name? Dakota Kai. Dakota Kai, yeah. But if Neo <clears throat> Sky can do it and um, Bailey can do it, I don't know why I think. Um, man, today's just not my Dakota Sky can do it. I I don't know. Why I can't remember these women's names. This is mm-hmm. I'm getting old and <laughs> the brain's the first thing to go is breaking down on me. Yeah, but I want the Bianca Bear to have different challenges now that she's going to SmackDown. Like, let's get away from damage control. Let's find something else. Right. What um uh, what are they gonna do on SmackDown? Or on Raw, I guess. Because uh Oh, Rhea Ripley stays on Raw. Okay. Yeah, well no, Oh, so she... they'll just switch title they'll uh change titles. I, if, I, if I was the WWE, I just would have had them do it last night behind yeah. the scenes and then just like air it. You know how they do those exclusive things mm-hmm. where they just put on social media. Just do it like that. We don't need to see them on Raw switching titles. Well, they tried to do that last year and it led to a real life uh, scuffle between Becky and Charlotte. Yeah. 
Yeah, they could just did did last night, filmed it, put it out before, uh, put it out today or tomorrow before Raw, and that way you just have, um, um, you just have the Judgment Day come out, uh, on Monday with uh, Rhea Ripley with the Raw Women's Title. Mm-hmm. Like we don't need a big ceremony. Yeah. Why I keep picturing Becky Lynch? Oh, she was not even on the show last night. <laughs> but yeah, that was my favorite wrestling match. But let's just get to the match of the night. Yeah, uh, you you all been waiting. Bad Bunny, Damian Priest, the uh, the San Juan Street fight. Um, once again for the thousandth time, this is crazy that Bad Bunny just decides to do this. Multi millionaire platinum selling out uh artist decides, oh, in my spare time, I'm gonna get suplexed to a table. No biggie. I, I mean the guy's worth I saw somewhere he's worth 40 million, but he's gotta be worth more than that. Uh this guy is at least for, worth 40 million, and he's getting thrown off, you know, scaffolds <laughs> onto tables. It's unbelievable. He's out here doing picture perfect uh, Michinuku drivers, um, <laughs> Canadian destroyers, and this is like his part time gig. This is crazy. I like imagine Beyonce just having a one on mat one match with Bianca Belair. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I I just don't know what else you. It's just crazy, and it's not like. It would be like 20 years ago where it's a celebrity, they come out and they have like one spot on a pay-per-view or they like trip a, a heel wrestler in order to help the baby face get the win or something like that. No, he's out here taking and participating and looking fabulous in 25-minute matches. Yeah, the uh, what I read was, you know, the the initial plan was was the tag match with him. Mm-hmm. And Ray Mysterio versus Dominic and and Priest, mm-hmm. but they felt comfortable enough to give him a singles match, and boy, were they on the money with that one. Was was everyone's instincts right about that? Yes. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm just stuck in that. Like he's he does all all this stuff for WWE. I remember he went on Saturday night live and perform and was out there with the 24 seven championship. Yeah. <clears throat> and like, he a hundred percent loves this stuff and he's out here doing this and get, let's give big props to Damian priest. It's like, you're out here wrestling the most famous pop pop. One of the most famous pop artists in the world right now, you have to a make him look good. And B, make sure he does not get hurt. That's that is an uh, an immeasurable immeasurable uh, amount of um, pressure to put on one guy, and uh, he handled it brilliantly, in my opinion. He protected him when he needed to be protected, um, and he made uh, he made his. Um, I want to, I'm not trying to steal from Rhea Ripley, but he made his brutality on Bad Bunny look brutal. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, he put on uh, an incredible performance in his own right against Bad Bunny. And as big a guy as he is, he it didn't look unbelievable that he lost this match. Yeah, you have a dude going at your <laughs> your leg with a chain, kendo stick, chairs. <laughs> right. And then, like, all this, the stuff that happened during the match, we got to see a surprise entrance from Carlito. Yeah. Uh, Savio Vega. Savio Vega. Vega. And then the rest of the LWO. Uh, oh, man. That entire match is like why WWE should look into doing these live events outside of America more often. Yeah. I mean, you had that. You had Clash at the Castle last year. We had uh, what pay per view was it in Montreal? Was it the Royal Rumble? No, Montreal it wasn't was the... no, it wasn't Royal. Rumble. It was um, there's the one right before WrestleMania. Was it Extreme Rules? Was it Extreme Rules? Uh, let me look. It was de- definitely not NXT Stand Deliver <laughs> Elimination Chamber. Yeah. Where the crowd was, I lost their mind for saying like, Yeah, WWE, let's do more of these um, events outside of America. And yes, yes, Puerto Rico's part of America, blah, blah, blah. But and you would not know that with the amount of Puerto Rican flags <laughs> flying around. They're the yeah. only people more proud of their flags than Texas. I wholeheartedly agree. Um, and uh, you brought up an interesting point after that match. Your next match for Bat Bunny. You want to say? Oh, man. I said Bad Bunny versus Logan Paul, which would be a crazy match. I'm trying to look to see when, um, uh, what's it called? Money in the Bank it is. Because what if I told you we're going to have Money in the Bank? And, you you know, we already saw Austin Theory. You can challenge for any title you want. So Money in the Bank, let's have Logan Paul win it. He holds on to the briefcase. He's take he's taking it on his YouTube show, on his podcast, everything. And then we just have him cash in for whatever title we want him to cash in for. That's interesting. It could happen. Like, well, no, and, and also, you, you mentioned Logan Paul last night. I was actually surprised they didn't do anything with him. Because he lives in Puerto Rico as well. Like, he moved to Puerto Rico a few years ago, I think. Oh, really? I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, probably cooking something up for him. He'll be at SummerSlam. Yeah, for sure. Like, if I'm WWE, I get both of those guys. If As long as... As long as they don't have anything, you know, outside interest, you know, the stuff they actually do that make them a bunch of money. <laughs> I have these guys back, both of them at Summers and I'm having some, some match or something because they're, it's crazy. I give all this praise to Bad Bunny and how great he is and Logan Paul's better. And both of those facts just befuddling. <laughs> befuddling. It's something you never would have, uh, never would have guessed in a million years. Never. Especially how you know, most people talk, uh, felt about Logan Paul a couple of years ago. See him come into WWE and just be you know, hit the ground <laughs> running as one of the best wrestlers is 
it's annoying because I used to not like that guy. And I'm like, I begrudgingly have to give him his respect. <laughs> well, I still don't like him, but as a person, yeah, but I like as, a, as a performer, I, I totally uh, respect what he does and, and appreciate his respect for the, the, the business at least mm-hmm. so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, his ability. I mean, you know, I don't think he's ever going to get past mm-hmm. that thing that happened in Japan. Um, and, and, nor do I think he should, but uh, in a like in a in a way. But um, yeah, I, so you know, in that regard, like that's part of why me and a lot of people don't like him as a person. But as as a pro wrestler, like there's deny the ability. Yeah, there's no denying it. This match, Bad Bunny, like. From the minute he entered the stadium, the crowd was crazy. They were singing along to the song. Hell, I had to go find the song, add it to the gym playlist. (laughs) (laughs) Do I know what he's saying? Hell no. Does that beat slap? Hell yeah. (laughs) I saw someone on Twitter was like, watch, that's a six-year-old song. It's about to re-enter the top 100 (laughs) just from Backlash. (laughs) <laughs> all, right. all right i think that's all we can say about backlash a show a a plus 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 crowd um yep. and a shining example why wwe needs to go outside of america to do these events like outside of the 48 yeah let's Let's go down to South America. Let's go to other parts in Europe. And the big one, if WWE ever does an event in Japan, woo, buddy. That'd be cool. That'd be pretty, pretty cool. But it's hard over there because Japan is, you know, it, they, they've they've got their own thing going on with, with New Japan and uh it, it would be tough, but still interesting. Still interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's why I say if they were able to get a event over in Japan and have it go and be blockbuster, that's when you know we're cooking with grease, baby. Yeah. All right. So we'll, let's talk about the uh, new WWE Heavyweight Championship for a minute. Got about 20 minutes left for this podcast for I had to get up out of here. Um, first and foremost, what did you think about the design of the title? Uh... I still think the W is too the WWE logo is too big. Like one in the center. Yeah, like we get it. Like it's about the brand and all that stuff, but it kind of takes away from the original big gulp belt. You know, and, and look, that's what it's designed to do. It's they're clearly they're clearly trying to uh you know make sure that the big gold gold belt is gone but not forgotten. Yeah. Um, what you what would you grade it? And it, to me, it kind of looks like the Intercontinental Title. That's no problem with me because I like how the Intercontinental Title like looks. Like <laughs> for me, right now, this is probably in all WWE. This is probably my third favorite belt. Mm-hmm. 
uh, it sits behind the WWE, you know, the Intercontinental title and also the uh, North American title in NXT. Okay. Those are yeah. my two favorite. This one's third because I hate the WWE yeah. and the Universal and the Women's Championship. All four of those are just, they're just WWE branding tools. They're, they're all the same. There's nothing. The only difference is the color of the belt is boring, and we we've all just gotten used to it. I mean, it's it's a hell of a lot better than the old spinner belts. Of course, everything is better than that. <laughs> but it's like uh, the spinner belts, as stupid as they were, they at least had you know some flair. These belts are just that we have now with the two men's belts and the two women's belt. They're just corporate tools. Yeah, um, and and part of my complaints about it looking like the Intercontinental title is you already have the Intercontinental title looking as it is. Like you don't need anything to resemble it. Um, personally, I would have just preferred them to go back to the big gold belt look, the whole the whole thing, you know. And you add the name, the the plates on the sides, like you do for the other titles, and that's where it stands out you know, away from the, you know, the, uh, that's what sets it apart from big gold belts of the past. <clears throat> I think the only issue with that is when you see the big gold belt, what do you think? Yeah. You think WCW, yeah. you don't think yeah. WWE. Yeah. You think the past, you think Flair and, and Hogan and Sting and all that kind of stuff. Sure. Yeah, so that's the. I think like we're thinking this as fans, while WWE still has to think at like a business, and you know, they still have to think about branding. So that's why it has that big W in the middle. That's why it it looks sort of like the big gold belt, but not a hundred percent because we still right. need. When you look at this belt, and we're gonna talk we, when we talk about the history of this belt in five, ten years, you need to think about the WWE and not the WCW. Yeah. Will this will this title still be around? Like will this design of the belt still be around? Uh, and I guess if, I if hope you so. look at it, they're probably looking at it as a way to sustain. Now, honestly, we're being honest. I hope like in my heart of hearts, if Cody is able to beat Roman and he takes the um, Universal Championship, like just make it one title and make it like a design where it's the like the old school, like the 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 Wing Eagle belt. Mm-hmm. Just make it that, but make it modernize, like how they kind of did with the World Heavyweight Championship. You know, okay. Look, I'll, I'll kind of backtrack a little bit. Mm-hmm. Part of part of what I don't like about what I've seen is not so much the logo. I think it's been the lighting of it on television. Because I'm looking at like a, a, a photograph of the new title and that the logo is more distinct. But the uh, on live television, it, it still doesn't it looks that's where I see more of the intercontinental title in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, like a, a like um, 
I guess maybe a touched up photo or whatever you want to call it. I like it. Like it's not bad. It, it's really good. But I think my my issue is just what I've seen live on television. Well, the don't worry. About- was was you know promoting like that was right in front of him on on stage or in the ring on, on that little podium. Well, don't you worry your pretty little head because that one that was on the ring wasn't a hundred percent fixed. <laughs> Okay. It's not, it wasn't a hundred percent put together. Like I was listening to the Mass Man show and Kaz, so he was talking about how um he was doing a show and they were going through and looking at, at all the um WWE belts and they had that one and it's still being held together by duct tape and such. So it's not <laughs> okay. It's not a hundred percent right. Gotcha. Okay. Okay, so that that changes things just because the way the light hit it. And mm-hmm. I guess it not being the finished product it is definitely, you know, hasn't been my favorite look, but um, there's a, I'm looking at a photograph of it like online, not in the arena. Looks like, good. Like from the shop. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now and it, it looks good. Like, like I said, it's already top three belt to me. Yeah. Man, oh. I could sit here all day and look at old championship belts because I tell you that undisputed championship belt that they had oh, what was that two decades ago when Brock held it? That's still one of my favorites. Oh yeah, yeah, that was that was a belt. <laughs> Back when belts were belts. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. They didn't just hold up your pants. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about the tournament. So the tournament is going to start Monday. Uh, uh, Monday is going to be two triple threat matches, and the winners of those matches will meet later on that night. And the winner of that match will go on to Saudi Arabia to be the Raw representative. And then on Friday on on SmackDown, it's going to be the same thing: two triple threat matches. At be- I guess the beginning of the show, at the end of the night, the winners will take on each other, and the winner of that match will be the SmackDown representative, and the two representatives will fight for the WWE Heavyweight Championship at Night of Champions in Saudi Arabia. It's crazy fast and powerful. Yeah. Okay, sorry. That's all right. So before that news came out, I was going to ask you, hey, who do you want to see? Because I was going to be like, oh, it's only going to be Raw wrestlers fighting for it. But now that we see it's going to be both Raw and SmackDown, and if a SmackDown wrestler wins, they'll probably be traded, which if, if you think about it, that's the smartest way to get Cody over to SmackDown so he can fight Roman again. Mm-hmm. You just have a SmackDown guy win it and trade him for Cody. But let's say you've got the booking decision. Who... Oh, you need to, I don't know if you know who's all on Raw SmackDown. <laughs> you might want to pull that up. So Yeah, I'm kind of looking at the uh I've been looking at the um the uh, rosters. Yeah. All right. So I want you to pick one Raw representative and one SmackDown representative that you would like to see fighting. The catch is okay. you, you cannot pick Seth Rollins. Okay. <laughs> Because I think that's what everyone and their mama is predicting, but we're not going to do that here. Okay. Uh, um, let's see. And there's 12 competitors. Is that what I'm 
swim uh three three by two and then or three four three on three matches mm-hmm. but i just want let's get to the end just who do you who would you pick to go one-on-one in saudi arabia so don't worry about the the, the don't uh, worry about who's actually in yeah, the match don't, yeah don't in the tournament yeah don't don't worry about who's getting just who's gonna be at the end don't worry about how don't worry about how. Yeah, just pick one um, guy. <clears throat> okay, so the winner's going to be at Saudi Arabia. We've already predicted that Brock and Cody are going to run it back in Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it can't be Seth, right? That's correct. So the raw representative... Um, let, let me look at the rosters again one more time. Yeah, man, take your time. <laughs> because the second I take out Seth Rollins, this becomes a hell of a lot harder. Well, it, it, not really, because I already know who I want representing SmackDown. Mm-hmm. I should also say the odds of Sami <laughs> Zayn or Kevin Owens being in Saudi Arabia are extremely low. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Who's all on the wall still? Okay. You probably can't have two heels. It wouldn't be ideal. So, because I already know who I want from SmackDown, like okay. I said. Uh, but I want that to be my my big reveal. <laughs> okay. Hi, Nick. <laughs> um, so, I think the... the uh, the main competitor from, excuse me, from Raw uh, would probably probably be Drew McIntyre. Is he in the tournament, Tino? We don't know anything. Okay. We won't know so, until tomorrow. Not knowing who's in the tournament, mm-hmm. I would say Drew McIntyre from Raw and from SmackDown. You know who? You know who I'm I'm picking. And I'm picking him to go all the way. And that's not an insult to anybody else on the roster. That's just a fact of life. Oh, L.A. Knight. Uh-huh. Hmm. The guy gets massive reactions wherever he goes, mm-hmm. including Puerto Rico, on dark matches before SmackDown starts. He got a huge reaction. And they didn't even let, like, the crowd hadn't even gotten in. The full crowd hadn't even gotten into the building. There was a lot of delays at the gates, apparently. And the people that were that were already in the arena went nuts for that guy in Puerto Rico. They got to they learn that this guy is a draw. And he has the potential. He, he, has, he has it. And he can be a draw. They just got to. They just have to go with it. They have to run with him. <clears throat> yeah, you know, I I got no complaints about that. I really like um, L.A. Knight, uh, and I've enjoyed him ever since he popped up on NXT. And you know, you, who's having Raw? It was um, Drew McIntyre, right? Yeah. 
you know, Drew McIntyre was another one of those guys you can heat up anytime. Like it's the old WWE adage is once you see someone holding a belt, you can always picture them holding it again. Of course. Yeah. I mean, he's always going to be, or at least he should always be in the mix. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. I wish you that'd be good. That'd be, I would enjoy seeing that. So I'm looking for someone on Raw. Want to heat up? You want to heat up somebody on Raw? How about Shinsuke Nakamura? Okay. I I have no problem with that either. And I looked at this and Shinsuke Nakamura, and the first person on SmackDown who I looked at was AJ Styles. SmackDown. Yeah. No, that's I I, I get that too. Look, he's another guy that you you see it and it's happened and you you can always see it. You can always envision it, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, but if you really if you want to make this a title, you know, uh, how was it? Like, if you want to say this title is like a title of new beginnings, like we're not going to just do retreads all the time, you can either do Sinsuke Nakano more versus Karrion Cross. Yeah. They've already been building into that rivalry, having them you know, meet up in Saudi Arabia at Night Champions would be an easy story to tell. So it looks like they've already posted the video of who's going to be in the tournament. Oh, they have. Yeah. All right. Give it to me. So, it's on the WWE Twitter. Uh, I'm looking at it on Instagram. Um, so it looks like it's Rollins, of course, is in mm-hmm. the tournament. Uh, let's see. I'm not listening to him, just watching the video. So I see, let's see. I'm looking at Rollins, Nakamura, Sheamus, Miz, Priest, Edge, Mysterio, Finn, Lashley, Styles, Theory, and Cody. So it looks like no Ellie Knight, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> or Drew. <laughs> uh, but I'm hearing that I, I've been reading that he's he's if you look at the camera, yeah. He's hurt. Oh um, and his contract is due at the or up at the end of the year. And apparently they are nowhere near uh, re-signing or you know, you know, meeting making a deal. Uh, yeah. So we got like we said earlier, we can already say that um, Cody Rhodes is not making it in. Yeah. Oh man. So you've got. I think from SmackDown, I think the the top three candidates would be Edge, Styles, and. Theory, and I think you're gonna you're gonna get an Edge versus AJ Styles match on SmackDown to determine the number one contender from SmackDown, because mm-hmm. that's just a match that people would want to see. That's a, a match that's gonna draw eyeballs to the show. And then from Smack from Raw, <clears throat> um, 
I think I need a list. That's what I need. I'm not, I can't be watching a video trying to remember this. <laughs> well, just from what I saw in the video, I think. Um, All right. So, excuse some, me. I'm sorry. Okay. So, SmackDown is Austin Theory, AJ Styles, Bobby Lassie, Ray Mysterio, Edge, and Sheamus. So all of them, all these people are former world champions, except for Theory and except for Priest. And Nakamura. He he wasn't the world champion at one point? Nope. The one time he had the opportunity to, I believe, was when he was uh, feuding with AJ. At WrestleMania. And, and all those matches afterwards involved dick kicking and yeah, yeah. Looking, yeah. That's right. Oh, man. Um... Then I would love to see Nakamura represent Raw. Mm-hmm. And I think on SmackDown, you could have either AJ or Edge. And I think with the AJ Styles match, you can do away with that WrestleMania. You can forget about it. You can forget that that happened, that they did that you know, Nakamura turned heel and dropped a low blow on him at the end of the match. All that stuff, if you want, like you can. I think that's a way to kind of shy away from that that moment in time mm-hmm. and have a a great match between two great competitors and guys that that can put on a great match together. And if you have Nakamura versus Edge, I think you have. Uh, a defining victory in Shinsuke Nakamura's career as a professional wrestler in America and Japan. He can, you know, if he can beat one of the greatest of all time, you know, and win the title, I think it would be a great moment for him. Yeah. And and on the flip side, Edge, you could, he could win the title one more time and it would be a great moment and he could go back to Raw and he could maybe put the title on the line against the Judgment Day, you know, title for career or something like that. If you don't already do that with him and Balor at, oh, the, at the pay-per-view, at okay. the, in Saudi. So I'm thinking, I was thinking right now, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at it. So you have Finn Balor win one triple threat. You have Rollins win the other one. And then that Monday night, you have them taking on each other. As a throw, you know, as reminiscing about the time that they fought each other uh, for the title. universal title uh, seven years ago. Yep. So I think my story right now, if I had to, I might go, that might make worse sense to me. Have Finn Balor as a Raw representative and then go up against. I mean, running back against Edge, Rey Mysterio, there have Robert right there, AJ Styles, he went to the whole um, New Japan Bullet Club thing. Like, yep. Honestly, I might go with Finn Balor and have him win the whole thing and be the champion and give him the run that he never got as Universal Champion. Sure. The 
true leader of the Judgment Day. Them really running the show with him and Rhea as champions. And then you have Dominic and uh, Damian going after the tag team championships. Yeah. I wouldn't mind. I, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind any of the competitors in this tournament holding the title. Um, except maybe Sheamus and The Miz. I think their times as, as world champions, as heavyweight champions, I think that's I think we've seen enough of that. I think it's it's come and gone. The Miz has held the title twice as long as anybody ever twice as many times as anybody ever envisioned he would be world champion. As future Hall of Famer the Miz to you, buddy. Dude. No deny. There I mean, I don't think there's anybody more worthy. Um or, or anybody that's that has uh, has gone from dark horse to surefire Hall of Famer than than the Miz. Yep. <clears throat> Come a long way from the guy who used to have to get dressed outside the dressing room. Right. Um. Look, I, I still think they are missing out on op, on an opportunity with LA Knight. And that's what money in the bank is for, baby. I would love that too. I, I you know, I think if if there are plans for him in some capacity, I'm okay with waiting. I, I'm okay with waiting to see him have two moments, winning mm-hmm. that briefcase and then cashing in some sometime down the line. I'm fine with waiting. Uh, just as long as he, I think, just as long as they 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 try it out and give him his moment. Um, so, in the, but you know, in the meantime, if he's not in the tournament, that's fine. Uh, Cody, like you said, I think he's destined to face Brock again at, at the uh, at the night at Night of Champions, um, which is which is fine. And. And also, I think he's also in the same boat as Seth, for me at least. Unfortunately, for those two guys, anything less than beating Roman Reigns is not good enough at this point. There's nothing left for those guys, nothing else for those guys to do, right? Yeah, Paul, it comes and, down to beating Roman, and uh, we'll have to leave it there because I got to get out of here. Okay. It's almost four o'clock. I can go pick up this demon child from his little play date with his friend. <laughs> so, uh, is there anything else that you want to say, my friend? Uh, no, that's it. Well, I, it probably I, was I, more you had to say, but we got to get him out of here. <laughs> uh, sorry to cut this <laughs> short. And uh, we could have gone on for another two hours talking about wrestling. Thank God oh, we don't oh. have to. <laughs> right. All right. Thank um, God we both have self control. <laughs> yeah. We got a guy here for technical issues here again. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for listening, sharing, downloading. We appreciate it. If you can, leave, drop us a review wherever you listen to this. You know, five stars only. We have egos. Let's keep them inflated, people. <laughs> All right. So hopefully we'll be back next week. Retentively, that's our plan. But we'll see. And we'll be talking about, um, let's, I don't know. We'll be talking about something. <laughs> yeah. We talk about something. Alright. For Anthony, I'm the Quincy. Later.